welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And in preparation for this episode, we have just been watching and we'll be speaking about Carry On Christmas, a television special from 1969, the most watched programme over Christmas 1969. What do you think of it, Fiona? Well, (laughs) it's very different. Very different? It was very different in the format. Mm -hmm. I... So... Because it's so different, I can't say I loved it because, you know, I fear change. <laughs> but I think there were some things going for it. Okay, well, the, basically it was a retelling of the uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol story, yeah. Dickens' Christmas Carol story, Carry On Up With Dickens, as you suggested. Well, I thought that's what it was going to be called, because there was mm-hmm. a long bit before the credits. There was, actually, yeah. And I, and I was very mm-hmm. confused about whether this was just a you know, preamble mm-hmm. to... A proper film. With uh, Sid James in the Ebenezer Scrooge role Mm -hmm. and the three past, present and yet to come were uh, Dr. Frankenstein um, and then the Christmas present was Robert Browning and Elizabeth Barrett Browning and Christmas yet to come was a short dash through Cinderella. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's packing the Christmas punches. Yes. It's giving people what they want mm-hmm. at Christmas time. And I must admit, I, I'm quite fond of it for that. Mm-hmm. It may feature in our future Christmas tradition, <laughs> now that I know it exists. Um, as well as the Muppet Christmas Cow. Yeah. Um, but, so, and it was panto-like. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it was. There well, was, now, to, to let you understand, back in those days, in the, in the late 60s, that was... Very usual at Christmas, there would be an all-star pantomime. Yes, and that's obviously the the format they were trying to take. Mm-hmm. I think it worked. Yes. I think a lot of their humour, um, a lot of their presence, gets comes across so quickly that you don't necessarily need a long storyline because obviously the the sketches themselves yeah. were not really in keeping with the the Dickens storyline. So you didn't need a long storyline to get their character comedy sketch thing. Mm-hmm. So that worked quite well. And it meant you could get through quite a few different types of Yes, you didn't hang about, which I think sometimes was, the films yes. have a bit of a tendency to get a bit bogged down. So it was fast-paced, and that was funny. Um, and to be honest, we, when we get to what made us laugh, there was a lot. Yes. And Eventually, well, a, a bit of a, un, again, unlike the films have been recently, a bit of a slow starter, and then lots of laughs. Well, I think I was a bit confused. If you had said, this is Panto-style sketch show Christmas special, mm-hmm. I might have got there quicker, whereas I was spending more time figuring it out than laughing. Initially. Well, you said you did say quite quickly, this looks more like it's from the telly. Oh, yeah, no, I did Which I thought was odd, given that something, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast, but my obsession with getting things in the right format for TV mm. means that often we spend the first couple of minutes of the film changing the, the format to get it just right. And, of course, this was in 4-3 uh, bars down the side, if you like, um, format. Mm-hmm. And it was all on videotape, but I know the difference between film and videotape is maybe something that only people like me notice. And, of course, there was a laugh track as well. Yes. Was there a studio audience? I'm, as well as I'm not track? sure if it was a studio audience or like if it was, it was shown to an audience. I think there must have been because... 
um, Frankie Howard's in it, and he was, you know, he was he's, bouncing off the audience. Yeah. A, lot, a few of them were torture was as well. And um, yeah, and also it was um, obviously sets. Yes. There was no outdoor filming or anything oh, no, like no, that. No, so no. Um, yes, it was in a studio mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of setting. So um, no, I'm I'm liking it, but only as a one-off. Oh, only as a one-off. We're not. I don't. I don't not... want to be a series of Saturday Night Telly. Uh-huh. That we're just about to embark on, are we? Well, you'll have to find out. Now, you know, it's a one-off, good laugh, uh-huh. good fun, good guys. Let's get back to the films now. Okay. That's what I want. All right. Um, okay, well, will we talk about what... Uh, well, something that you often mention in the films is who's missing. Um, I did think just then who was missing. Well, Jim Dale, I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, d- d- Kenny. Kenny Williams was missing, yes. And Did somebody... he refuse to lower himself or something? Well, the reason that Kenny Williams is missing uh, is the same reason that somebody else who you like a lot is missing. Oh, Jane Sims. Jane Sims. Uh, they they are, often panto. They were under contract to the BBC. Oh, is this to... an ITV thing? Yes, this was, this was on, this was on t- Thames. Yes, we've got a wonderful, fun-packed evening for you on Thames. But it's a rotten old BBC program. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good. Well, we, I think this could be a spin-off podcast. Uh, Fiona does the uh, <laughs> ident jingles. I thought that added a little fun. That was quite good. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It takes you right back. Do, seeing, I want, to, I want to do it now. If yeah. you go, can you do it better than me? Do do. Well, can I? I, I would. I would say, in my defence, you would probably have been in the Thames area, in the Thames region. Oh, yes, you were seen all the time. Because I am a southern. Yeah, whereas I only saw it at the end of like all the good programmes that came on, because I grew up in STV and, and Grampian. Yeah, that's true. So. But yeah, but idents, I think that they're the things that you see them, because you never have seen them since mm-hmm. for any other reason. You're like, it's a bit like adverts. You saw them all the time, yeah. but you didn't really take much notice yeah. of them. And then they went away, and you didn't even notice they were gone. And then they come back, oh, remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Anglia had the uh, the guy on the horse. Uh, remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Central, with the um, Is it sort of moon. Blue? No, it was like the moon, and it had the different colours down the side. Mm. Uh, Granada was obviously the G with the uh, from the north, getting the point to the north and the compass. Yeah, I didn't see much northern telly. But you must have seen, like, Coronation Street was Granada. Yeah, but I didn't watch that. All right, okay. I'm posh, remember? Oh, okay, that's true, yeah. Um, what else might you have seen? Grampian was a, a saltire. Uh, Scottish was a thistle. Um, Dainties was like TTTV. We can talk about items all day if you want. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what our fan base. LWT? You must have seen LWT. L- no, it would have been a, See, this is the thing. Something that I'm quite jealous of you is, of course... <laughs> At whatever time it was, I think it was 25 past 6 on a Friday night, Thames handed over to LWT. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a handover because Scottish was just all, all, oh, right. all week. Um, so you got the handover, which I, I always used to enjoy in the mornings when um, TVAM handed over to, to the network. And you would get like a, a wee blip or whatever and, and do that. Because you're a TV geek. Yeah. If when we used to go on holiday in Britain to other parts your of Britain. Your dad was a TV geek as well. One of the kind of thrills was, wow, we get to see different 
presenters and <laughs> like um, that thing on Southern was it uh, uh, Gus Honeybun like a rabbit that did the birthdays oh right um, yeah we seem to have wandered a bit from Carry On I know Christmas. but you know <laughs> we're really, really well that's part of doing the Carry On thing yeah. certainly for you was reliving your youth isn't it mm-hmm. so um, it is part of that and mm-hmm. I'm sure our fans are the same so now, yes well, before yes, we get on to sorry, the last, Kenny and Joan weren't there because they were yeah. Uh, contracted. Contracted to the BBC. Uh, but there's a suggestion that, that Kenny wouldn't have done it anyway because you wouldn't get the money for TV that you would have got for um, film. film. Um, so that's why he, he wasn't in it. It wasn't directed by the same, by Gerald Thomas, who directed all the films either. Uh, it was directed by a TV um, director. But I think, I mean, I'm sure the actors did a lot of that themselves. Maybe oh, not the scripts, mm-hmm. but the... Mm-hmm. the physical humour and things like that I don't think mm. they need to be necessarily directed mm. by someone who had something in mind they would just wing it Yeah, and, and with the live audience you see a slightly different side mm. to those actors most of them most of them would have been like this in fact um, who are used to playing off an audience yeah. so Frankie Howard, Charles Hawtrey uh, Peter Butterworth and Terry Scott in particular mm. they, they are really reacting to the audience even Hattie Jakes to some extent Aye. so the the comments I have about the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I Are we going lot, through them? Well, I just I said a lot of things at the beginning, and then I kind of got distracted by it being funny and that. Mm-hmm. But can I just say, Bernard Breslau. Bernard Breslau. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, his eyes. Ooh. You know when I am mean, talking about the right guy. Bernard Breslau was uh, Bob Cratchit yeah, 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 and yeah, Frankenstein's yeah, Monster right. and the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. Well, even before he was that. He was just the he he man, the town cry. Oh, that's right, yeah. But it's when he was reading out things and he suddenly do wide eyes to emphasise what oh, he was saying. Yeah. And I just thought, he's so effective with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did it later uh, when he was the Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. and turned to him instead of her. Oh, yes. And then he went... <laughs> <laughs> to find his mate. We've done a lot of um, visual humour there where we both did the eyes to each other. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I love his eyes. And, and that's the kind of thing you can't really teach someone. They can either mm-hmm. do it well or they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of people talking to camera. Yes. I mean, not just Frankie Howard. Frankie Howard was a little bit And he was himself. He wasn't... Yes, well, you, Frankie Howard's always Frankie Howard. I really. know, but he wasn't even a ba- thin veil of... No. Like last time we saw him. In Doctor, Carry On Doctor. Yeah, he was... A thin veil of a character, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't come out of it too much. But this, mm-hmm. he was completely mm-hmm. left to ad lib and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and that's what we loved about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think, oh, Hattie Jake's not a matron. That's nice. And then she was a nun. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> but she was other characters as well, and I thought she did did young and in love quite well, and well, all when of that. She was Elizabeth yeah. Browning. Um, so I thought, well done. So, mm-hmm. so those were the people. Did you notice, because this is obviously a big thing in the carry-ons, what, the order of the billing? Oh, no, it came up so quickly. Well, it was starring Sid James. Yeah. Then Charles Hawtrey. Terry Scott. Ooh. Then Charles Hawtrey. The idea being that Terry Scott was a much better-known TV face. Ah, I see. Um, he had a series called uh, Hugh and I, which was him and uh, and uh, Hugh Lloyd. Um, and it was a huge success. Right. So, Charlie obviously wanted second billing because there's no Kenny, so I'm surely I'm second mm. billing. 
Um, but no, Terry Scott's a bigger star. So we're coming to the point where Charles Hawtrey's billing starts to be a, a big issue now. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, so what did you think of Terry Scott, who was Dr. Frankenstein and uh, Mr. Barrett and one of the ugly sisters? You didn't. No, I mean, obviously him and um, Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth are mates or looked mates, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they work well together mm-hmm. and they're in a lot of scenes together. Mm-hmm. But no. He really, the others were really good. So maybe he was just good. Uh huh. But he didn't do it for me. Oh, see, I think this was, I think this is, Terry Scott's really good at this. He's good. He, Frankenstein's a bit of a, well, okay. What other bits did he do? Uh, well, when he was the school, the schoolgirl bit, which I'm sure we'll have a chat about. But what I mean, now was he... that all? Is that like a tradition thing? Is it like a pantomime ghost thing that I, I think quite... it is a bit in that kind of tradition? Uh, there's right. always something in a pantomime where they all just kind of mess about and do a bit of dancing. Or but there's a lot which I always enjoy of them making each other laugh. Yes, and also the ad libbing kind of mm-hmm. jostling and uh, and stuff. And as, as you pointed out, Charles Hawtrey trying to get in the camera shot. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> things like that so I enjoyed that type of thing mm-hmm. but I didn't uh, I didn't get it but yeah right. if, if you said well I, I mean in that he played it I mean he he also had a character you might have heard the song My Brother who put who put frogs in grandma's tea My Brother oh, right. you heard that because that was kind of a character he, he did Curly Whirly adverts as a little schoolboy. Wow. a bit like when he did the voice of Penfold it was that kind of voice Whoa. he did the voice of Sure, you realise Terry Scott's the voice of Penfold? No, I didn't. Oh. And so, oh, whirly, curly yeah. whirly, as you can imagine. And that, and the school girl character was basically the schoolboy character, but uh. with different makeup. Uh, and then the, um, ugly sister. Now, Terry Scott was, you know, was one of the best pantomime dames. That was, he was uh, recognised as that. He was the top, he was one of the top dames. And you, and I think you could see that in this, that mm, he would have been, yeah, no. he would be great in a pantomime. But I think he's not, yeah, he's great in a pantomime. Mm-hmm. He's great at what he does, but he's not a carry oner. Okay. And that's, I mean, neither was Frankie Howard. Now, Frankie mm-hmm. Howard was great at doing what he did, did mm-hmm. but I didn't like him as much as the others because he wasn't a carry oner. Because he was just being Frankie Howard. Yeah, he wasn't well, doing the carry on thing. Yeah, but I think to give him his due, he was brought in to be Frankie no, Howard. No, no, that's fair enough. And, uh, again, a bit like, you know, you often say about slapstick, you don't like it, but I think so, a comment I made previously was that sometimes when slapstick just carries on and carries on and carries on, it kind of seems to wear you down. Yeah, yeah, and then you laugh at the and end. And I think Frankie Howard kind of wore no, you down yeah, no, to be in, right. oh, I'm going to have to laugh at this now. Yeah. Uh, Charles Hawtrey, who was the ghost of Christmas past. Every time he entered, I laughed. Because <laughs> he's Charles Hawtrey. I know. He was one of the schoolgirls, and he was <laughs> brilliantly... Buttons dressed as Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Uh, carrying on the tradition of Charles Hawtrey being given terrible wigs to wear as the ghost of Christmas past. Yes. He had to keep pushing out of his... But wasn't that the same wig that turned up later on Bird of Breslau when he was a... No, on the oh, fairy. Frankie 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 Howard, Howard. I don't think it was quite the same wig, but yeah, it's yeah. very similar. Uh, Hattie, as we've spoken about, was the... the um, Mother Superior, mm-hmm. and then she was Elizabeth Barrett, mm-hmm. um, and she had a couple of other very small parts, yeah. including at the beginning getting to be a bit saucy and meeting yes. a, a young I man wanted. That's when I wrote down Hattie, not Matron. Mm-hmm. But then, but then she know. was pretty much just Matron. Mm-hmm. A bit of a straight role, really, for, for poor Hattie. Well, she got a few laughs as yeah. Elizabeth Barrett being um, exasperated by Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, Barbara Windsor was the was I, I didn't know if, if Fanny the creature that Frankenstein created had any other name. Fanny Stein, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and was the Ghost of Christmas Present, and was Cinderella. Well, you need a bit of totty in there to make mm-hmm. the jokes totty jokes appropriate. Um, she did it all very well. She was a bit different for the different things she was mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not terribly much, but no. um, but yeah, she was fine. And I, I liked her as Christmas present going, oh, stop it, you are saucy. But do you not think, what I think is all about that is, we haven't really seen, well, she's only been in three of the films so far, yeah. but we haven't really seen the Barbara Windsor character yet. Although maybe we did a bit in camping that she was here. Okay, this was, this is, this was Barbara Windsor. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I haven't got a whole lot to go on yet. To comp- oh, but, but you know, that is kind of the, the cliched Barbara Windsor character. I think this she's is been the first doing time that. we've sort of seen that. Did that in, in camping. In camping yeah. and in nurse. She was wearing hearts as a bikini. And right again, doctor. Oh well. <laughs> still, that was where Babs was. You can't remember these twenty films that you've seen in my new detail film. Come on. Um, Bernard Breslau was spoken about. You love Bernard Breslau. I do. I love his eyes. Is it because they're striking resemblance to me? You're no? better looking than he is. Oh, thank you. He's not like a hottie. I think you think he's a hottie. No, I just I think he's no, he's a bit sort of grotesque, but and you're not. I keep doing the face. Yeah, but you're not doing the face. No, okay. Peter Butterworth, who was Count Dracula, who was of course Frankenstein's assistant. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because he is, Um, and one of the schoolgirls, and then was one of the ugly sisters as well. He was also a tramp at one point with a crutch. Oh, that was very early on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was good. He didn't have an awful lot of like funny. No. He could have had more. Yeah, I think his best, his, his funniest bit actually, I think, was the ugly sister. Yeah, but again, him and Terry work quite well, but mm-hmm. he ends up being the straight man or the, mm. you know, you can't have two funnies. So, mm. um, I don't think he got a lot to go on, but he did what he got very well, I think. And Frankie Howard was Frankie Howard. Yes. Better as Robert Browning than the good fairy. I yeah, thought. yeah. I thought he didn't look terribly comfortable being the good fairy. No, he. I think it, it's funny for some for a man who was obviously gay. Um, he. I don't think he liked the idea of it being obvious that he was yeah. gay. So you know, uh, drag would not be something that he would be keen Especially on. Especially being called a fairy all the time, and I'm the queen. Whereas Hortrick. Uh, Embraced it. Kind of embraced it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get on to being gay, being funny later. All oh, right, okay. Um, the Very early on, there was some toilet humour. Little the, toilet humour. But they still haven't said the word toilet no, yet. No, but the punchline of something was that somebody had a toilet. It was a machine. Or something that was oh, yeah, useful. a very useful present this yeah. Christmas. Yeah, it was a toilet, toilet humour. I just thought I'd mention that. Um, so we have the laughs then. Yeah, go on. Shall I start? Yes. Um, when um, Bernard Breslau as Scrooge's assistant, Bob Cratchit, Bob Cratchit um, was praying to God, yes, saying, I've only prayed before when Doris thought she was in trouble, but it doesn't seem like you've heard us. <laughs> yes, that was a good bit. Um, Hawtree just arriving as an angel. Yeah. Um, and tell... Oh, as an angel to give the present, not the 
ghost. Oh yes, yes, yes. And and then say you've got a narrow entrance. <laughs> there was a lot of a new end over there. I know, wasn't there? but then just him going, "All right, John," and whooshing up. <laughs> <He lifted> up. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. And then next scene again, he was arriving as the ghost. Yes, so that was also good. When um, he got his all hello in. Yeah. Didn't get his all hello in the very first scene. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, well, this is something I didn't. It wasn't uh, a humour, but I wrote it down. Sid said something about Hawtree being well past it, if you ask me. Do you think that was a bit... Oh, well, could have been. Making a point? Could have been. But you do start to perhaps imagine drama behind yeah. this drama that maybe doesn't really exist. I don't know. Could have been. Um, now, I don't think there was another laugh for a while after that. Well, no, I'm coming right, to, okay. I did laugh maybe a little bit inwardly uh-huh. about his Chamber of Commerce. Oh, with the chamber pot with the money with in the it. With the money in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was clever. I wondered initially if that was a, um, if that was an ad lib, like that he kicked the chamber pot by yeah. accident, and Sid James said, "You struck, You've struck gold." But the, the, I suppose that's your chamber of commerce. Was Charlie's comeback? It's too good to be an ad lib, isn't it? Well, he was very good though. Uh, I don't know. But maybe I mean he's the kind of person to have thought that before. Yeah, oh, I suppose I'll kick it and then I'll say yeah. that must be your Chamber of Commerce. Especially if he's seen a rehearsal where basically Frankie Howard made a five-minute scene about 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one I've got is actually in the... Um, for a long time, when we're in Frankenstein's... Yes, Frankenstein was a little bit laugh-free, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. I did like the fact that Frankenstein's laboratory had a Christmas tree in it. <laughs> That was quite good. Um, but the funny bit, and I, I should, I, I almost um, think less of myself for finding this funny, mm-hmm. was them opening the present. Us obviously meant to be thinking it's a cock. Uh-huh. <laughs> this can't, this can't just be right on the, on the nose. No pun intended with it. The heat, there was one part that was missing that every man needs. And um, out it came, a long cylindrical present. And they eked it out a bit, which actually made it funnier. It was one yeah. of those slapstick... But that's very panto, isn't it? Yes. To, no, to no it is, yes. Um, and then, obviously, as I said before, Bernard Breslau doing the eyes at Terry Scott. Yes. Gay panic at all? Yes. Or do you get away with it because it's a monster, not just a man who fancies you? Well, also, the storyline was he was so relieved to not have the woman after him all mm-hmm. the time that it was a... Ha, so you thought you got away with it, but you're still but being fact, after. You're still going to be being pursued. Was, yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't find it that So we're going to give them a pass on that one, we'll aren't give we? Them a pass, what yes. about the earlier line um, uh, where Bob Cratchit asked Scrooge, could you give me a little advance? And Scrooge said, bent to boot, eh? Are we letting them away with that? No, no, we're not doing a different time yet. I've got a whole oh, okay. book that's written. Oh, right, okay. We'll come back to a different time, will yes. we? We can do different thing now if you want. Oh, go on. Well, bed to boot, I thought that was un- uh, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Couldn't do that today. Yes. Wouldn't want to. Wasn't funny. <laughs> um, I've written recharge girl. Yes, they had to. They had to. It seemed like he had to have sex with the funny uh, creature. Yes. Every night to recharge her. Yes, that there's something uncomfortable about all of that. Mm. Um. I can't remember mm-hmm. the details, was it? Then I just got 
them unnecessarily dressing up as schoolgirls. Yeah, but there wasn't that much. Sexuality. That was just funny that men were dressed as schoolgirls. I didn't think there was much sexiness going on there, or you know, lusting after schoolgirls. Yeah, really but it's happen. just the well. Is it funny people dressing up in drag? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, especially one of them is Charles Autry, who and looks the most convincing. Though I quite like this one, which was Hawtrey saying that he always thought that Sid James was a bit of a ducky. Yes. <laughs> I don't think Sid James would have taken too kindly to no. that. No. Um, but yet, I mean, Hawtrey was very much embracing the gay. Yeah. Um, but not to the point where that was the reason it was funny. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. um, just for the sake of it. But the there was a lot of um, fairy jokes as you say, that yeah. it didn't look like Frankie was enjoying. So mm-hmm. um, there was that. So, yes, there was quite a lot of... Different time. Different time gayness. Yeah. The other different well, time, sorry. Well, what about the sexiness? Like, I don't... There were... I mean, him all over Christmas present was a yeah. bit... But it wasn't too bad well, because too she bad. wasn't all-heartedly disencouraging it. Yeah, but whereas Cinderella was definitely comedy rape threat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't... You wouldn't You wouldn't do that today. You'd no. have to... He'd have to be after money or something to... Mm. For that to be acceptable. Yeah. So, um, back to back to the bits we did find funny, and I think we're now on to... The, the Robert Browning and Elizabeth Barrett Browning story. Do you think that would be a suitable reference that everyone would know exactly what the story was now? No, because I don't know what it is. Well, it's pretty much what we saw in the Well, I, I, I gathered it, yeah. but it's not when they, when the ghost was saying this poet so-and-so came up and wanted to take, and uh-huh. I was like, I, I don't know what this is. I, I do wonder, actually, you know, of the 18 million viewers who watched it on Christmas Eve 1969, 18 million. Um, that's like, okay, that's like, you know, England in the World Cup semi-finals these days. I know, but these days is a different. I know, era. it was a different time. Uh, <laughs> it's a different time. People, less people watch telly at the same time. Um, yeah, but I do wonder how many other people would have been. Oh, okay, the story of Robert Browning, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Yes, all familiar with well, that. Yeah, so it's not really ticking the everyone's classic Christmas must-have scene, no, is it? No, not really. But then, what, what else would you do? Could you have put something different in there? It has well, to be present. Put... Remember, it has to be Victorian. It has to be the Christmas present. Oh, I see. But you could have had... Um... You could have had Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Yeah. Not exactly what we got, but, you know, okay, that would have been a story. Or we didn't think... We should have thought about this before we started. <laughs> we have to think about Victorian, uh, Victorian love stories. Well, did it have to be a love story? No, not necessarily. You have to fit Frankie Howard into it somehow, though. Mm. Well, we'll anyway, anyway, in that part, we got some laughs. Yes, because Frankie Howard was being funny. Yes. About the film. <laughs> yes, are you saving film? Yes. When they did a very quick cut to <laughs> Happy and back. Um, I'm laughing myself when I'm here. No, yes. <laughs> also, um, the last the bit, of, the bit where I thought you cracked was when he did the poem... The last line of which was, because I am just a farmhand and you're a Jersey cow. Yeah. And you could see it coming. You said before he got there, something about a cow. And then he said, now you're all, oh, no. Yes. You're right, but you're too fast. 
uh, and then kind of eked out a bit more. I thought that was a bit of I thought, oh, Frank, he's got her. He's got her. And then when he squished her tits by accident. <laughs> I That's said, what it says in the script. Frankie squishes her tits by accident. And then he says, are you right? I don't know if I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what was also quite charming was Hattie Jakes obviously finding it funny herself. Oh, yeah. And not outrightly laughing, but looking quite yes good sportsman about it all. So... um I, what I enjoyed most about Hattie in that scene was uh, when uh, she didn't want to give up the sofa. Yes. <laughs> the, just, the look she was giving her, like, come on, get on with it. Which was all made yes, up, but yes. it was just really good. That Yeah, yeah. I like that. But, um, then we carry on Hippie again with Bernard Breslau's Ghost of Christmas Yet yeah, to Come. Yeah, you found that funnier than I did. Oh, I love it when they... I love, it when, I love things that people think are like this is how someone like this dresses, and he's, oh, and he's totally over the, the top. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. got he's got their bells, and he's got the Afghan. Coat I did find it funny the, when the bells stopped ringing. Yeah, when the bell clapper. Do you think that was deliberate? Or, no, I think it wrong later on. I thought, oh, did you deliberately stop it? But the it, but the lines weren't funny enough to make it think make you think it was deliberate. Yeah. But uh, yes, so yes, the Christmas yet the come clapper went, and then Peter Butterworth's ugly sister in that I did right. Him coming on. I mean, he was better just walking on as an ugly sister mm-hmm. than Derry Scott was. Yeah, yeah. He just did it very well. It mm-hmm. just made you giggle. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sid James coming on saying... Um, uh, maybe blowing my own trumpet? No, not no, that way. No, it was... Um, my my mother always told uh, said you could find a fairy in odd places. Oh, yes. But not odd places on a fairy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Him talking about having some—it was meant to be crumpet to rhyme with. Yes, I may be blowing my own trumpet, but I'm not that desperate for company. Yes. Yes. Um, so that I like it, and I know it was a big setup, but I still enjoyed Frankie Howard saying, "Can't someone have a small boob?" Can't a fairy make a small boob every now and then? Yes. Yes. Yes, that was that's all the ones I've noted. Yes, that's, that seems to cover everything that I noticed you having a, a laugh at as well. I laughed a lot more at this. You did. So I and think that I have an it, but I love but, You know I love pantomime. Yeah, and you were laugh out loud, particularly at some bits. I almost wrote them down just so that I... I think the, the biggest laugh I, I, I remember was just Hot Tree as Buttons coming on dressed as Aladdin. <laughs> I just thought there was something about it. I was like, this is genius. <laughs> this is genius. I also liked when... Um, Frankie Howard knocked Charles Hawtrey's hat and said, <laughs> keep your lid on. What's yeah. your lid? Oh, yes, yes. This is like, I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it too. But, you know, let's get back to proper way of doing things. All day. right. Okay. Well, we'll go. I promise. The Until, next like, one. next Christmas. I, I, promise, I don't mind an annual thing. Okay. Well, I promise the next one will be a film. Um, oh, you sport it. I thought it was going to start with a series. It's just going to be telly from now yeah. on. They also did stage productions. Did they? But none of those were filmed, so you're not going to be getting those. Did you ever go to see a stage production? No, no. It was before, even this was a ten years before I was born, Fiona. Oh, yes. Younger than you remember. <laughs> um, who's alive in the cast of Carry On Christmas? Pass it to me. I'll give you a clue. There's only Babs? one of them. Yeah, it was his Babs. Everybody else dead. Dead. So, uh, on the proviso that it is definitely a film next time, 
Do oh. we carry on? Oh, yes, we carry on. Excellent. Do you have any more observations on Carry On Christmas? No. No? No. Okay, but you liked it, and you've just said, as an annual thing, you'd, you'd, feel, you'd feel one out. Yes, and you'd put our one Christmases out. are probably going to feature Oh, well, well, we shall see. We shall see. Unless you put me off all carry-ons for the rest of my life by the time I finish this. Well, that's a possibility. You might never need to see a carry-on again. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an interesting question, one we might come back to. Do you think you would ever willingly watch a carry-on, a carry-on film again that you've already seen? If you happen to see... I think only this one, because it is so um, panto-like, thing, mm-hmm. familiar, things you want to see. But what about if you were just lazing about one day... And you happen to switch on the TV. Oh, carry on regardless. Starts in 10 minutes. Oh, I might want to watch that one again. I did like that one. Yeah. That might, that's, might be up there with my, my favourite. But there's no Up the Kyber marathons coming up since you didn't like Up the Kyber, did you? Well, maybe I was just in a bad mood. Mm. Maybe we'll watch it again. But if I, it, <laughs> I wouldn't, if I saw it on the telly, I wouldn't think, let's give this another chance. It would have to be almost forced, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say I definitely would hate it. Alright, okay. Well, if you have any comments on the Carry On films, on Carry On Christmas, uh, or anything that we've spoken about on the podcast, uh, do get in contact with us uh, at carryonpodcast at gmail.com or at carryonpodcast on Twitter. And do tell us if you want more ident impressions. Well, yes, we'll <laughs> work on our ident impressions. <laughs> Do, 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 do. I can't, I'm not very good. You're not very good, I'm not very good. I can hear it in my head. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. Um, yes, so uh, all that remains to say is join us next time when we carry on up the missus. Bye-bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.